you want to buy a vintage guitar or a DVD player on eBay, the beauty of that platform is that you can set the price that you're willing to spend for said item and let eBay do the bidding. And so long as there's no one bidding above you, you'll hopefully get the item that you are looking for. Wouldn't it be nice if your washing machine wouldn't turn on to do your load of wash until it could find the cheapest uh, time of day to purchase electricity from whoever your electricity provider might be? That's just one small example among many of a dynamic that can be referred to as multi-agent systems. Our guest on the Tech Emergence podcast this week is Mehdi Destani, who's a computer science professor in the Netherlands at the University of Utrecht, uh, who is going to be going over this general dynamic of multi-agent systems and how companies and governments are employing this particular strategy combined with artificial intelligence to potentially allow for greater societal and system level change than maybe could be possible without this approach. So without further ado, we'll dive right into the episode. Bear in mind, um, there was some audio issues early on in this one. I tried to uh, edit and tweak as much as I could, but I thought the general tenets and concepts of the episode were good enough to keep it anyway. So there's a little bit of in and out with uh, his uh, Medi's audio from over there in the Netherlands, but on the aggregate, I think it's a good enough episode to keep and all of his points come through relatively clear. So I hope you like this one. We'll hop right in. So Mehdi, before we even get to talking about the future of, of this particular branch of computer science and AI, um, I wanted you to give us kind of a rundown of, of what multi-agent systems are. How do we define a multi-agent system? Okay, um, so multi-agent systems is basically a kind of distributed system. A set um, can be a very large set of a software system that um, they have certain kind of um, a property, like for example, they are autonomous, they make their own decision, they can perceive their environment, they can perceive other agents, and they can communicate, collaborate, or compete, uh, for example, to get certain resources. So a multi-agent system can be conceived as a set of individual software that interact. Um, an example of this is, for example, uh, an internet, uh, many mail servers, um, are connected through internet and they sending messages or passing packages to each yeah. other. So this kind of mail server uh, connected on the internet can be seen as a kind of very simple form of multi-agent system. Got it. And how does that cross over with artificial intelligence? In other words, uh, to obtain kind of intelligent behavior from a system that has more than more than one agent, I suppose. Um, how how is that obtained? In other words. Um, uh, how how do multi-agent systems uh, in a, kind of cross over with the domain of AI broadly? Okay. So, um, in the beginning of AI, um, intelligence was a kind of property of one single entity, single software. How a software yep. can understand human language, learn, how a software can uh, perceive uh, a visual input. Yep, inputs. And so these properties are still kind of very interesting um, kind of functionality of single agents. So a single agent needs to perceive its environment, like for example, listen to language or perceive the visual inputs, and makes its own decision and, and interact, uh, perform actions. Yeah. What we consider in a multi-agent system, uh, that is kind of recent development in AI, is uh, okay, let's assume we have all these kind of intelligence individual agents that they make their own decision and they interact 
right? So what happens when they interact? Um, basically, they become, they might be um, able to do more, to um, create more intelligent behavior individually because they might receive information from the others that they don't have access to or they others might perform actions on, on request um, and so one agent can perform much more things much more uh, uh, functionalities based on the capabilities of the other agents this makes uh, individual agents more powerful but at the same time um, the interaction might result in a kind of uh, global intelligence or global properties uh, that might be conceived as intelligence. Like, for example, the way they interact might make uh, the whole system more efficient and, and, uh, and, and, and more uh, knowledgeable. Um, like, for example, um, when we consider traits and, um, and we basically define a kind of interaction in terms of an auction, this way of interacting between um, individuals might make their market much more efficient. Uh, the products might become um, get market price, um, um, uh, the, the, the amount of time to, to exchange um, uh, goods might be reduced, etc. So when we get into a multi-agent system, we consider intelligence as kind of um, emergent uh, phenomena that can be um, uh, very functional and can have properties like, for example, optimal um, uh, uh, global uh, decisions or situation state, um, etc. Got it. So, with respect to um, multi-agent systems exhibiting a grander degree of intelligence, I, I like this idea. I think you know a lot of us are. Um, unsure of how this whole notion of the Internet of Things is exactly going to roll out into the world, but it seems in some way inevitable all these various and sundry quote-unquote smart devices, not all of them maybe exhibiting artificial intelligence, some of them being certainly the result of a lot of hard work in what, what maybe once was considered AI. Um, are there examples today of m multiple artificially intelligent individual agents that work together to create something more aggregately uh, intelligent. Maybe we would think about the market that way. There's a lot of programs learning in real time, trading in real time, working sort of with and against one another in different ways that maybe produces, um, that it is aiming to produce kind of aggregate financial yield across the board and maybe is more capable than any individual agent uh, out there. Um, what are some other examples of different intelligent agents uh, collaborating together to create something more? So uh, one example is, of course, um, what we do every day with eBay. Um, when uh, you create your own agent, and that's a kind of piece of software, you configure it. You say, okay, this is the item I want to buy. This is my maximum price, and then leave it because uh, you don't know. You know, for example, that auction uh, closes at three o'clock in the night, and you can't be there. And yeah. mostly, it is the case that auctions become active. Um, just before the closing time. So you need actually to have a software that acts and buy this or bids and buy uh, possibly the item on your behalf. And uh, what happens basically is that at eBay, uh, this kind of software starts to uh, make a bids in, in auction price. And, um, and those, of course, have a software that, um, that is allowed to bid uh, to a higher level of, of, um, of, of 
utility of money, uh, he will uh, finally get the item for um, for the most efficient price. So yeah. that, that's the kind of example of multi-agent system these days exist. Um, other things are, for example, um, things in hardware or energy. Um, there are experiments, like in a Scandinavian country, where uh, they, for example, uh, want to make efficient use of energy. So uh, there are refrigerators and, and washing machines and those kind of things. And if you basically want to make a wash, um, uh, the washing machine will con contact the energy providers uh, to find out um, if uh, he can buy this energy for this kind of task uh, for a lowest price. And it might also be possible that, for example, he can find out that if he starts to wash in the middle of the night, it's much more cheaper. Huh. And, um, and in this kind of way, you can make a kind of efficient balance in, in, in energy use because one of the biggest problems of this energy these days is that this energy producing um, uh, factories, um, they have a peak during the day Yes, and, and they cannot shut down the whole uh, business at the night, so they need to flatten this peak, right? And uh, this kind of multi-agent system might be a kind of model to optimize efficient use of electricity. So the, 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 these are two examples, but there are many more examples like in transport and, um, and, and in uh, multi-agent-based simulation. That's another kind of uh, uh, area uh, which is now being applied in economics, but also in many companies like Railway in Holland, um, but also for, for example, government um, who um, is in charge of, for example, traffic situation. They want to simulate the traffic as a kind of multi-agent system. So e each car becomes kind of agents that they have a destination and, and they have certain amount of money to expend, for example, to be at the destiny uh, before say. And, and this kind of simulation can be used to predict whether certain traffic law has a kind of uh, efficient or, or um, use the traffic jams. Um, so this simulation software, basically what they do is um, they try to make um, um, a software that behave as uh, one individual car. And then they execute all this kind of software at the same time to see uh, what is the effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they follow certain rules or certain traffic law, etc. Got it. So uh, the, the goal there is to display the same kind of overall quote-unquote intelligent behavior of the real human community behind the wheel uh, and simulate that by using a multi-agent system in a virtual world in order to, to make to allow you know to, to again replicate kind of intelligent decisions in real time made by so many different cars uh, on the road but also help us make more intelligent decisions around what sort of policies what sort of road changes etc we might want to make um, so with respect to to improving kind of computational power or or capacity, is it possible that in the future, you know, if, if we want to work towards, um, you know, if we want to get a device like Siri but make it a lot a lot smarter, for example, or, or we want to be able to work closer and closer towards a general kind of intelligence, an artificial general intelligence, might it be possible that? A multi-agent system might get us there more efficiently or effectively than a single 
computer. I know that there's some folks that think that, you know, maybe you really have to from scratch, from a seed, really build out an individual one agent to be a general intelligence. Otherwise, it won't be able to communicate across its parts. Other folks are of the belief maybe that you would need a number of different kind of aware and intelligent chunks in different ways, shapes, forms, respects, capacities to conglomerate into what might be something that that we could say is smart or awake in some sense. Um, what are your thoughts about that in terms of general intelligence? Might multi-agent systems help us get to that goal or are they best served in other places? Uh, one of these uh, developments uh, recently um, in computer science and AI is uh, service-oriented computing. Yep. And, um, and, and, and they are very similar to the idea of multi-agent system because they assume also that there are many services around and, and you have access to their services. And the question is, um, uh, how and, and, and uh, how we can combine all these services to provide a new service. Like, for example, if you want to uh, make a holiday, um, then uh, you might, for example, need an app, um, um, a transport, I mean, you, you need a hotel, and or food, or, or many other con kind of constraints. And uh, you might find, um, for example, uh, uh, you might combine all these kind of services um, to um, basically to, to, to manage one of your, uh, your, your holiday uh, requests. So um, what I try to say is that if you, for example, make a request, um, hey, I'm going to holiday from this day to this date and these are my requirements, and then it's possible these days you know, to uh, make a software, and these softwares are also available, that they contact different kind of agencies, different kind of flight agencies, different hotel agencies, and they make a kind of package deal that might satisfy your requirements uh, for going to holiday. So this makes actually use of capabilities, capacities of other um, uh, software, of other kind of what we call agents, and they combine these kind of uh, uh, functionalities to, to get a kind of more complex, innovative, or maybe um, uh, useful information. Yes. Yeah. That, that happens all the time on the internet. Uh, so it's just, you know, um, if you make a website, you just um, uh, combine many weather conditions and, and, and things, and they put these functionalities together and then provide a new functionality. And, and your service, again, might be used by other agents to, um, to do some more, even more um, kind of complex service. And so we can see a lot of the, really the economic sort of analogies are ringing true many times here. It really feels like the applications, it's sort of the, the, the invisible hand concept of economics sort of being being brought to the fore you know a number of a number of agents working together aiming to be efficient being capable of collaborating and creating that efficiency um better than than any any one individual it sounds like uh ai applied to the market in some way uh, yes and and um, the, the, the most abstract theory to understand multi-agent system is game theory, and game theory is a branch of, uh, of economics. Yep. And basically the idea is what is the optimal uh, interaction that we can design or that we, uh, we can have. But nevertheless, it doesn't mean that multi-agent systems are by definition efficient. So uh, we can have many processes, they communicate, and they 
make enormous, uh, huge number of messages and, 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 and they use a, a huge uh, amount of resources and they still cannot have uh, a certain uh, interesting functionality. So the, the, the point is to design interactions and to design mechanisms uh, that govern the interactions of agents, right? So um, basically, if you say, okay, these are all agents, they interact without any norms, without any regulation, without any system, it might become very inefficient, right? So the whole uh, idea is how can we understand and analyze interactions and how can we decide which interaction is better than the other interactions or more efficient um, or more productive or, or giving, giving us more knowledge or, or giving us more uh, functionality or services. Got it. And you had spoken beforehand, I wanted to be able to touch on this, Mehdi, uh, before we're done here today, um, around the concerns that Stephen Hawking had brought to the fore around the further reaches of artificial intelligence and how if we have all these various agents and all this data um, and all these artificially intelligent uh, agents passing around said data and, and aiming to learn and, and expand from there, that that there there may in fact be some kind of a danger of multi-agent systems. How did, how did Hawking put it? I know you had spoken a little bit to what he had framed or what he had had uh, mentioned there. How, how did how did he explain it? Now, uh, basically, he talks about the kind of um, idea of singularity point, uh, a point where the, the system um, um, basically can make a decision over us, right? So, um, and that it can be very um, disadvantaged uh, to, to, to humanity. And, and he basically um, a bit exaggerates and says, okay, it might end a human race on Earth, make a decisions that is not uh, uh, necessarily uh, advantage to human race, but uh, for the own people, the own uh, persistence. Yep. Uh, that's basically the, 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 the general message. But I'm, I'm not agreeing with this. Uh, hmm. Basically, uh, what, what happens is, and um, what is right in his, um, his, um, his concern is that uh, we don't know which kind of emergent property will emerge, will come out of all these kind of interactions, of all these kind of intelligence that we put together. But um, I guess, you know, this is the same with everything else. When we design, for example, um, a kind of uh, energy um, grid, um, we also, you know, make a certain decision that govern our interaction uh, for the rest of our um, existence, right? So uh, we, built, we built a kind of a food chain uh, systems that is not anymore in a sense controllable by, by human. You can't, you know, just centrally uh, having control over this kind of uh, technological development um, uh, that's basically um, are become essential to, 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 to our existence. Yeah. Um, and um, so I think artificial intelligence will provide also many, many services. And, and of course, we should be very careful uh, what are the implications and, 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 and in which way we can have a control and, and in which way we can uh, steer uh, these kind of activities and, and this kind of intelligence. But uh, to say that um, it is certain that they will you know, uh, be dangerous for us to, to, to exterminate human race, I'm not so sure. Okay, so you, do you, so you think it, 
he might be exaggerating the immediate danger aspect of AI. You, you see that maybe AI could get to a certain level, that it would be interacting with us in, in many ways, but the whole notion of, of artificial intelligence, um, either through malice or just through attaining of its own goals, uh, posing a serious existential risk to humanity, it sounds like that one is is uh, a lot a lot less of a concern for you at, at this point. It, it seems maybe even even in hundreds of years, do you think it's reasonable, or or do you think it might just be altogether unreasonable to to especially talk about right now? Like maybe it's a little bit too early. So uh, what I know for sure is that we become more and more depending on um, on intelligent systems. Yep. And, um, we become more and more depending on systems that work on behalf of us. Um, they make decisions for us, and uh, we cannot ignore these kind of things. Uh, these are services that we appreciate, and, and we try also to develop more and more and more. Right? Yep. And the point is whether these services uh, turns against us at a certain moment. Right? I have no, um, yeah. Uh, I have no reason to think that this will happen because it, it assumes basically that this kind of general, uh, global, uh, overall intelligence will create a kind of consciousness and, and, and come into conclusion that they have a kind of motivation to exist um, uh, even without human being and they have to pursue that goal and, and, and even uh, with the cost of, of exterminating human race, right? And these kind of things, um, I'm not so sure. These are um, just kind of extrapolation of existing technologies um, which basically enter more into the science fiction fields than to the science. Well, I, I certainly hope that you are right on that one, Mehdi. I certainly hope that you are right there. I think the, the fact that we can't deny if we're looking at the future and the, the to-be-taken-seriously considerations of the future, one trend that it'd be tough for anybody to deny is, as you had mentioned, the fact that we rely more and more on these intelligent systems to help uh, bring us information to make decisions, to help make decisions for us. Uh, that that doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon, and and hopefully that degree of utility uh, will very much not lead to the kinds of uh, grand fears that that Hawking uh, had expressed. But it sounds like that's not something you tell anybody to worry about anyway, at least for the time being, uh, and or any any time in the relatively near future. Yeah, and in fact, you know, as I said, um, uh, we rely just like we rely on water um, resource and water distribution, food distribution, yep. uh, clothes distribution, energy uh, distribution, we are much, very much depending on these kind of things. And no one thinks ever that these kind of systems will exterminate human race because we are so dependent on those things. And, and I see artificial intelligence also in this sense. Um, it's a technology. And um, certainly thinking that we should be careful and, and having um, good understanding of these systems um, to um, uh, basically understand in this kind of system how we can steer this kind of uh, intelligence, how we can control this kind of intelligence. Um, the notions um, like control and monitoring are becoming more and more um, important and, and, and there are also huge research on these kind of things, how we can monitor distributed need, 
uh, whether something is going on and how we can intervene by means of uh, how can we enforce certain kind of control. So we're developing, uh, using this kind of intelligence that, that are emerging, we also use them basically to control the same intelligent uh, phenomena that is emerging. Got it. And, and, and in terms of, so trend-wise, sort of the, the utility of artificial intelligence, again, only moving up and up, and, and presumably we're, we're going to be using it for this, that same kind of utility. Hopefully, hopefully it is preposterous, to, uh, preposterous to, to presume that such a system could turn on us, and I'll cross my fingers that you are in fact correct on that one. Mehdi, I know we're just about on time for the interview. I wanted to thank you very much for being able to share your insights on multi-agent systems here on Tech Emergence today. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. That wraps up today's episode here on the Tech Emergence Podcast, and thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to stay in touch with our latest interviews with C-level executives and top researchers and thinkers in the domains of AI and the intersection of technology and intelligence, then make sure to subscribe here on iTunes or visit us on our main website at techemergence.com, where you can see all of our interviews broken down by category, as well as articles, news, market research, and trends in artificial intelligence. If you found this episode particularly thought-provoking, feel free to leave your thoughts in a review here on iTunes, or you can feel free to reach out to us at our main website. Thanks as always for tuning in, and I'll catch you next week.